Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop R&B. Let's talk what's going on in the community. Today over the phone debuting, I've got R&B artist Becca Baby. How you doing? I am doing great, Donovan. How are you? I'm so excited. First of all, you are one of my favorites from Detroit. You are from Detroit. Do you want to shout out Detroit? Shout out Detroit for sure, and also shout out my hometown, Saginaw. Okay, shout out Saginaw, by the way. I'm in Toronto. Yeah, if I don't want to get in trouble, I got to say it both, you know? Oh, did you get in trouble? Okay, did you get in trouble? Okay, so the backstory with me and Becca, baby, right? She's been to the radio station where I worked at in Toronto, and she came by for an interview. She wanted, okay, I was almost scared that she didn't want to come because there was so, but she was dealing with a lot too. And I said, you know what? Let me give her another chance. And she came and my goodness, I had so much fun with her. She's like a friend in my head and she's very supportive. So listeners, we have to be good to Becca, baby, because if we're not, she's not going to come back on the show. And we want to keep our people. We want to keep our people happy, especially our artists. So why don't you explain to the people a little bit about yourself, where you're from again, and how you got into music? Definitely. So I am from Saginaw, Michigan originally, but I've been based out of Detroit for music for the past five years. Um, So, you know, I'm very proud of both places. And I got into music, um, you know, pretty much my whole life, but I didn't get into R&B and, you know, more modern things till uh, probably, you know, my late teens. And then I moved to Atlanta a few years ago and got more into it working with some producers there um, and just been working on my own songwriting and, you know, getting my own style going since then. So mm-hmm. it's been great. The past year has really taken off. Yes, and it's really taken off, and you are very creative, and you're just being yourself, and I like that style about you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So how are you liking music right now into 2020? I know it's a lot of uncertainty, but how are you liking your style of music? I mean, you put out an album just three months ago, but it's still relevant for the times we're in now. Yeah, definitely. I I put out an album in April, um, Good Love. It's called Good Love. It's available on all platforms. Um, And it was more of just like a positive love like just chilling music vibe. Um, I normally write about heartbreak and bad situations and rough street life and stuff like that. So this was just kind of, you know, easy listening, good chilling music. And uh, it's just 10 songs. It's kind of a short album, but I really, I'm really proud of my songwriting, especially on this one. I am really proud of your song. Now you went, this is not listeners, her first album, because she did a longer album before that. What made you cut it down to 10 songs? Um, My album before that had 15, and even I thought it was just a little bit lengthy. Like nowadays, people listen to like one minute, two minute hype rap songs, and you know, it kind of loses people's attention. So I wanted to put out something that was a little shorter but, um, you know, really showcased, like, my, my style that I have going currently. And so at 10 songs, I decided to cut it and put it out because I really wanted to give listeners something to listen to during Corona. Yes, yes. And what made you call it Good Love? Um, 
I tried to find a title for so long, and I was just trying to find something, you know, positive and upbeat, and that was it one day, and we just went ahead and did it. So yeah. it was kind of, it just came to me, and we stuck with it. Yeah, good love. I mean, I guess it can be relatable. It's more like you said a positive vibe, right? Right. And, okay, so I have feedback. Extraordinary was excellent, by the way. I love the acoustic sound. Do you want to explain more about that? Because it had, like, a very slow acoustic sound to it. Yes. It was, it's it's a really slow beat. And I just put it on one day, and I started kind of singing the hook. And it was really slow, and I didn't fill it with a ton of, like, ad-libs or harmonies like I normally do a lot of my songs. And I feel like that's kind of, like, my new where I'm going towards a little bit more. Like, kind of, like, less musical and just, like, more raw. Mm -hmm. I've really been liking that. Yeah. Imagine, okay, this is my favorite. This was one of my favorites, because... To me, it kind of had like an Ashante feel of rain on me. I know people probably yeah. might not know that song, the Teeny Boppers. My age group, we grew up. Now, the younger ones yeah. don't remember Ashanti, really. They don't really remember her. But it had that Ashanti feel. Are you inspired by Ashanti or not really? I am. I love her. I love I love a ton of singers from, like, late 90s, early 2000s, and I feel like that's kind of more my style anyways. Yes, yes, that was more your style. And Perfect Mistake had a Lumity vibe. I I love that song. I think it's a good summer song. I'm getting ready to do a video for that one in a couple weeks, so that's going to be really fun. Okay, but you know, I think you should do a video for Imagine. I know it's up to the management and the music. I I think Imagine should be a single, too. Yeah, it's a really good quality song. It's The beat is crazy on that. The beat was made by my friend, who's basically my family, out in Boston, Poetic Killa, and I recorded it down in Ohio at Top of the World Studios in Cleveland, and they did a phenomenal job with the sound on that. It's like one of the best quality songs that I've done. Now, Bonnie and Clyde, why didn't it have, like, a feature? Why didn't you feature Lamar B. Forever? Like, you know, get him back on the track. And why didn't you feature him? (laughs) I might need to. I'm going to have to call him after this and tell him. Yeah, because Bonnie and Clyde, I felt, should have had a rapper on that. What do you say to that? Or maybe you disagree with me. No, I think that... I didn't even think about it, but... I think that would be a great idea. It would make it a lot lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. And you do like working with rappers, even though you are an R&B singer. You do like working with rappers. Do you want to explain more? Yeah, um, and now that you say that, this, this last album I put out was the first album I put out that was only me, just all solos. Like, there was absolutely no features on it, and... I love doing features. My last album before that was all all male hip hop artists. I I think I actually like am better when I collaborate with rappers because I really like when rap and R and B like mix together. I just think it's a really good vibe. You know, there's one song that she's going to get on me, and I love the song. (laughs) And listeners, okay, maybe, maybe she might sing a chorus of it. I will try to kind of massage Becca Baby into singing the chorus for us because I love that song. My City. Do you want to explain? I know it's an old song, 
but I still love it. I'm still rocking to that song. You know that, right? <laughs> I know you love that one, and you sing it great, too, actually. That's what we did together when I was there. Um, but that song is about my hometown, Saginaw, and um, just about, you know, division. And it's kind of relevant now um, with race and um, just, you know, a lot of issues. And it's just about, like, you know, understanding one another and being there for people that are different than you, that you care about and that you love. And um, it's, I love that song too. It's close to my heart as well. Now, what do you say to all that's going on right now? Let's talk about Detroit. How is the atmosphere like now in Detroit? Because Black Lives Matter, what's your say on that? My say is Black Lives definitely matter. They matter to me. They matter. Um, I Detroit's, you know, a wonderful place. It is a black city. I think that everybody needs to get with the program and love everybody, regardless of what their race is, you know, what color their skin is, what religion they, they want to, you know, believe in, what sexual orientation they have I, I just think everybody needs to mind their own business and respect each other mm -hmm. and why do you think we're having those um, sorry oh i'm cutting you up you can explain sorry no no you're totally fine i think um i think detroit's been really great with um this black lives matter movement and you know understanding that change needs to take place and needs to happen but of course you have people that um you know, don't feel like it's an important movement. And I think that, um, I just don't really think there's like two sides to the story here. I think there's only one right. Mm -hmm. And that's that Black Lives Matter and that, you know, I don't think that people that feel otherwise <laughs> are valid at all. And um, what do you say where if somebody in Detroit, let's say I'm a white Caucasian person and my name is Bob and I say, well, don't white lives matter, ba Becca baby? I would say, yeah, they matter, but that's not what we're talking about right now. And you can't say, especially the people that bother me are the all lives matters people, because it's basically like a mathematical equation. And all lives can't matter because that statement isn't true because for so long black lives minority lives all different kinds of lives haven't mattered so you can't say you can't come back with the statement that all lives matter because that hasn't been true and right now we're focusing on black lives matter and that's what's important and it you know people need to stop thinking that the world revolves around them we have one issue to deal with right now and that's what it is yeah, amen, and I 100% agree with you on that. Now, what about your city? Do you find there was a lot of racial division in your city where you're from? Yeah, Saginaw um, is one of the most segregated cities in America, and that's, like, statistically. Um, you know, we have a river with a bridge, and you can probably remember that from my song, but honestly, it really divides the city in half where you have, like, the township on one side that's basically white and you have the city on the other side that's basically black and um you know there is a big divide there some people don't want to admit that or don't want to understand but there there really is mm -hmm. 
And what do you say to those people right now where they don't want to change their ways? And it can uh, not only just white, but what about black people that say, you know what? No, I am not uniting with the white man because look what they've done to me for years and years and years. And the white people are saying, well, I don't want to unite with these people. Right. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I, I, this might be like a, a vision of a perfect world, which can never happen. But I just think that both sides, all, all different people need to try to understand each other a little more. Um, I know it's hard to understand people that come from a place of ignorance, especially when they do it in a, like a, a manner which is meant to cause harm to people. But if people could just like meet in the middle a little bit more, um, you know, just to try to not, not to cave on an issue, not to change your stance for, for being, you know, on the right side of wanting inclusion and diversity and equal rights for people that are black and people that are minorities. You don't need to cave from that, but just to like try to understand somebody that's not you, that doesn't look like you, that doesn't come from the same place as you, that might believe different things than you, I think is really important. Yes, yes, yes. Now you have a song, Black is Beautiful. Thank you for acknowledging us. You love us, Becca, baby. I know that. <laughs> I lo yes, I do. I love, I love, I love all people, but I love black people. Black lives definitely matter to me, and I care about a lot of people in my life you know, personally, you know, at my professional job and in my music career that are black, that are minorities, and um, I just love everyone. <laughs> yeah. And what did you, what inspired you to say, you know what, I'm going to talk about this. I may not be black, but I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to say black is beautiful. Uh, yes, I come from an Arabic background, but black is beautiful. What inspired you to say that? I just think that everybody should be able to recognize beauty in every culture without saying, but what about me? Or, but this is my experience. Like, sometimes you just need to be quiet and appreciate and validate another person, whether it be for, you know, their skills or their hobbies or their background or their culture or whatever it is. Like, if you can't appreciate somebody without just it being on them and the spotlight being on them, it's a problem, I think, you know, mentally with yourself. But um, I just think it's important for somebody who's not black to stand up and let it be known about this. Like, I don't feel like the fight should be on black people. I think that other people are the people that need to change. And I don't mean to, like, divide and say, like, black people versus other people, but, but that's, like, the truth. Like, non-black people are the ones that need to stand up right now and say, like, this is enough. Like, black people do matter and take a stance on it and if i can do it with my music platform which reaches you know so many thousands of people more than my personal life on my personal facebook or whatever i do my personal conversations if i can bring something like a song or a video or any kind of awareness or you know post petitions or whatever i need to do on my music platform then i need to do that like and if i don't do that then there's something wrong with me mm -hmm. that's how i feel Yes. Now, as an artist, I'm going to ask you, these are some trending topics right now, and they're in your city. What happened? A few weeks ago, there was a demonstration, and some protesters were run over by police. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw that. I did. I, I read about it in the news, too. I couldn't believe it. 
Yes. And what was your thoughts, even though you couldn't believe it? Do you want to dive well, into more? What were your thoughts and what happened that night? Well, my first thought is, thank God that no one got more injured than they were, like, thankfully. But it should have never happened in the first place. Like, in what, in what police officer's right mind is it okay to plow through a crowd? I don't understand it. Like, at what point does it become your job is supposed to be to protect the citizen, so at what point do you decide to plow through a crowd of, you know, protesters, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you say to the police that say they do have their defense saying, well, if you guys won't get out of the way, you guys are going to get run over because we asked you, move. I think they just need to sit there and be quiet. Like, they still have to work, no matter if they sit in their car in that spot or if they go down the street. They still have to work. So what does it hurt them to sit there while they while the protesters walk through where they need to go? Yeah, yeah. And what do you say when the police are starting a new trend, Blue Lives Matter? What's your take as an artist now that police... And it seems like everybody's doing that. And again, we're talking about All Lives Matter Blue Lives Matter, This Life Matter. And again, me and Becca, baby, are not saying all those lives don't matter. But right now, black men are being killed. They're being lynched. And more black men are being killed in America and in Canada, too. So what's your response when police will kind of poke fun and say blue lives matter? Um, they don't matter to me. <laughs> that's my take on it but I mean there is no blue life and I know people probably see these memes all over but like blue isn't a race it's a job choice um, so you might matter as a person to whoever loves you in your life fine but that's not what we're talking about and maybe blue lives could matter more if there was such a thing if they did their job correctly and actually protected all people Yes, yes. Uh, do you feel Detroit is protecting all their people? As an artist, do you feel the police are doing a good job in protecting their citizens or not necessarily? No, not necessarily. I mean, I have lived in Detroit for long enough now. And before I lived here, you know, known, had loved ones, friends, family, people I dated, you know, from Detroit, I've I've witnessed enough to know, like, no, they're not doing a great job and no, they're not doing the best they can. Like, there's just so much, um, you know, they, Detroit police are just trying to mess with people just to mess with people. Like, I've seen them, you know, just pull up on the side of the road and frisk people for no reason, just because they feel like they're going to find something, mm. you know, and, and people, unfortunately, people that get in the system for, you know, driving without a license or, petty marijuana or whatever it is, whatever have you, people that get in the system that way. I've witnessed, you know, firsthand how difficult it is for them to get out of it because it just becomes this like black hole that sucks you in and, you know, just becomes like this cycle of being in trouble with the law in, in the Detroit and especially the surrounding suburb areas of Detroit is where um, a lot of people get in trouble at too. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the positives you could probably say about cops? Are there any positives on this time and day and age in 2020? Anything positive you'd have to say about cops as an artist or not necessarily? 
Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to say, obviously, if something was wrong, if somebody in my life got hurt or was sick or had something happen in front of me and, and I needed to call the police, I would really hope that, you know, I would be able to get the care I needed. And I, I would really hope and want to, to think that, that that would happen, but I have not witnessed a ton of positive things. I've, I've seen some things done with, like, children in communities and schools where police come in and, and do have good intentions, but I, I've seen burnout in a lot of jobs, but I think, like, just with police officers, maybe when you start something and you start something for good intentions, it doesn't always go that way a few years down the road mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. five years into the job 15 years into the job i i don't see a lot of good unfortunately mm. and so would a defunding be something that could bring about change would you be for as an artist like for defunding the cops in detroit or no 100 percent and I, I want to be clear, like, to the listeners, because I know there's some confusion. The word defunded, people think, like, let's take all the money from the police department away. But that's not what defunding is. And, and I think that's important to understand. Defunding means to take some funds away from what they already have. And that happens all the time in a lot of things. And unfortunately, I've seen it happen in education. I was a teacher for a number of years. But, like, defunding means to take it away and put it somewhere else. So if we could do that, I think that would be wonderful and there needs to be a department that specializes in doing so and knowing where the money can be taken away from and how to put it into different programs to develop better parts of things like mental health you know family assistance all kinds of things like that mm-hmm. so say if the, my one last question is so say if they do defund it would you be worried about the crime rate because we've read about detroit in the news for many years and yes listeners i just want to make something clear detroit does have good parts to it too this is not a bash detroit saying detroit is the worst state there are a lot of good things about detroit but i'm kind of concerned (laughs) i'm kind of concerned that if they did defund police in detroit do you think the crime rate would go back through the roof like the 80s or not necessarily i mean i think that's always a fear and i think that could happen but i think instead of having like a police force that's just out to like catch the man like catch the black man and something like they don't have their license on them or they have you know a small amount of marijuana or whatever instead of like putting money into cops like that like we should have like i just read i think it was in la where they just passed a law to have first responders for non-emergency type situations that don't even have guns on them so if we could do something like that like change the way we respond and not only that but like change the mentality of the responders mm. we need to do more you know like it's it's not just about like taking money away from the police and like letting crime run rampant it's about retraining the people that respond to things in the first place yeah minnesota passed that defunding the cops. oh it was minnesota i'm glad yeah, you, yeah thank yeah. you what, what were your thoughts when you heard that they did defund the police? Does it need to be, or you think they're kind of making a mistake? I don't think they're making a mistake, but I do hope it's restructured in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I hope so too. I hope that money, because, okay, and I can talk a little bit further about this. When me and Becca Baby are saying, we hope that money does go into these communities, because if it doesn't, <laughs> well, I need, we need to say more, then the crime rate will go up <laughs> through the roof then. Because yeah. if this money is yeah. not going to where it says, there does need to be strict accountability. There needs to be, okay, if we're going to defund, and again, Becca, baby, I want you to be clear with the listeners. Can you tell them again the definition of defunding the police in case somebody is eyeing and saying, well, what's the definition? Because you guys are basically saying there doesn't need to be police. No, we're not saying that. So you want to set that definition right. of defunding again in case there are some smart yeah, listeners twisting it, it. Yeah, it does not. Yeah, wake up, people. It does not mean that we're taking money away from the police police department and saying like okay city fend for yourself that's not what we're doing yeah, we're wow. just taking some of the money away and putting it in different areas that it could be more useful in yeah and we and have at the same time restructuring those departments so that they have better skills better values better morals better ways of responding and handling and de-escalating situations that don't call for guns and putting your knee on a neck. That's what we're talking about. Yes, yes. In case there are officers listening to this and thinking that we're just bashing the cops, no, we we do, you know, we're going to say our opinion here. And this show is about letting people know. We want to know, you know, your opinion. And we like to get the artist's perspective, the listener's perspective. And if there's any officers from Detroit that want to jump on the show and clap back, I'd be willing for you to reach out to me at Donovan at LaCroxy at gmail.com. Just a thought to the listeners. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, right, Becca? Maybe it's true because maybe there are some listeners that are disagreeing totally with what we're talking about and they think we're full of crap. There, there, very much, there might be. There definitely might be. And I do want to say, yes, there are a few good officers. Yes. But I really do feel like uh, many people that go into something like this, unfortunately, like, want to seek some sort of power or just, you know, aggression in a certain way. Like, it's just the field. There's statistics that follow that. You can look, like, people can read, listeners can look them up themselves. But there are re literally statistics, both, you know, with abuse mentally and physically of people in positions like these so and she's not it's, wrong it's, it's statistical yeah she's not wrong it's statistics a lot of people go want, oh i want to be a cop so people can bow down to me and have power and they'll they'll be scared of me well if you're only wanting to be a cop to make people scared of you then don't do the job right that's what I'm Very saying. Very true. Don't do the job. If you I want power over somebody, I... <laughs> don't do the job. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly. That's my If you thought. can't do your job with non-bias, if you can't do your job, like, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you in that field? Go somewhere else. Do something else. Or, or work in your basement on a computer and never see anybody because people just need to be better human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you... <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you have to say to the city of Detroit? What do you have to say to the black men in Detroit? What do you want to say to the black men? And we'll say across the border. What do you want to say to the black men in Canada? What do you want to tell them? And what do you want to say to the police officers as well in Detroit and across the border too that might listen to this podcast globally? Oh, well, I want to say to, you know, to the black men in America and Detroit and Canada, anywhere in the world, and to the black women as well, because, you know, they have been also victims of police brutality and police killings, that you are loved, that you matter, that, you know, things need to change, and that I'm behind you, and so are so many people um, that aren't black, and... I just think that everybody in, you know, of all colors needs to know that this is not for no reason. This movement is going to change things. This movement is changing things now. And people just need to keep their foot on the gas. Like, don't give up. It might seem overwhelming. It might seem frustrating. But things really do matter. Things are going to change. But people need to change in their heads. People need to stand up for for others when they know things are wrong and not look away and not be silent. And people need to also vote for people and policies that are going to make change in this country. Yeah, so don't vote Trump, okay? (laughs) Correct. That's exactly what I'm saying, Donovan. Don't vote Trump. (laughs) Sorry, Trump. We had to throw you. We had to throw your name on the show, okay? Don't throw. Don't throw tomatoes. I don't even like to say it out loud, to be honest. That's exactly what I'm saying. And Trump, don't tweet about this show too, saying there was a person named Donovan. I was listening hey, to Donovan, this. Hey, Donovan, they say all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> well, okay, there was one more. I wanted to ask you one more hot topic that happened in Detroit. This is really serious, okay? And, you know, I apologize, listeners, for not recognizing black women to have problems with the police as well too it's not just we're not just pointing at the black men black women have had issues with the police too but this thing is really more serious it's about a woman who i believe she was at a store in detroit with her daughter and a white woman bumped into her daughter now the video footage wasn't shown and they got into an argument and she called her ignorant and then the white woman was saying i'm not being racist i'm not ignorant and they were arguing back and forth till the white woman pulled the gun on her what were your thoughts about that um first of all i also watched the video and the white woman looked psychotic um but here's my thought I really don't care what happened between words or bumping into somebody. And it was a Chipotle, by the way. That yeah, they were on the way out. Yeah. That doesn't, that, like, I really don't care. Like, that should not matter at all. What, what in somebody's right mind is a, should a gun be pulled out on somebody for a verbal argument? Like, why can't people argue verbally anyways? Like, What's the problem? Why is the gun a solution? Yeah. That and, doesn't make sense to me. Like, what do you if you want to argue, yeah. like, fine. If you want to look stupid in public and sit in a parking lot and argue with somebody because you bumped into to them, fine. Like, I guess that's a problem, but oh well. But 
at what point does it become someone's solution in their head to pull out a gun on somebody? Like, I don't get that. Like, if you guys are in a shootout in danger, whatever. Like, I'm not even talking about that right now. Like, that's not what was happening here. It was like a young girl, like a 15-year-old, bumped into them. Like, what? at what point does that become the, the okay solution? I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it, too. And what? Uh, first of all, and what's Detroit's policies on guns? You guys are not allowed to have guns on you, are you? You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say something incorrect because I'm really not up on the policies. But I believe we have a. You have to have a concealed permit in Michigan. Mm. So if you have a concealed permit, then you can, you know, wear your shirt over it or whatever, and it's fine. You have, but you have to have it registered, and you have to have a, uh, you know, a CPL. And from what I'm reading, that woman did not have a CPL. She did not have a permit. As far as I know, and if I'm wrong, listeners can email me and tell me I'm wrong. But according to if she was charged, she did not have a permit. Wow. So That's crazy. You know what would have happened to a black person if they didn't have a permit on them in Detroit? Or wherever they were, Rochester Hills, which is a little bit north of Detroit. Mm. Do you know what would have happened to, to a black person if they had a gun mm. on them in the middle Preach. of a parking lot, waving Preach. it in someone's face? Preach. Preach jail or they probably like come on people yeah preach preach but then it's oh yeah jail or what if they didn't even make it out of the parking lot yeah that's what i was about sorry and you're right they would have been okay my first thought is they would have been dead i didn't want to say that to scare the listeners but you're right dead or they wouldn't have made it out of the parking lot which is most likely they'd have been dead okay 80 percent right because the police they respond okay when police they respond so hastily you know when a black man is what do you call it has a gun or has a knife or has a weapon and even let's talk canada i don't know if you followed our news when somebody... i saw something recently yes oh do you want to explain what you saw and i can tell you if it's true or not well i you know i i really briefly read something that i don't know was it toronto or Ontario? you know so i don't know all the places well in in canada but um I think didn't a black man get killed by police recently? Yeah, there was. Well, there recently. There's lots of them, but there was an okay. There was an Indian man that got killed in Brampton. He wasn't even a threat, Becca baby. He they said he had a knife and he was in his own apartment and he was just a little bit distressed and the family wanted them to talk to him but police went up there and they shot him they climbed the ladder and they shot him and said that they were threatened oh my god like you know so you're right back to our point you're right when you have a gun when any when any minority black indian has a gun police are ready already to act hastily and shoot and even indigenous too even native the, their community has been suffering for years with police yeah, it's like when they respond to a white area or a white crime, their guard is down, they're friendlier, they try to de-escalate, they try to appropriately and ethically handle situations. And pretty much everything I just said, if you take the opposite, that's how they respond in minority communities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's got to change, officers. That has got to change in 2020. But I do believe, you know what? 
<laughs> Officers better start getting on board and changing some things or else they're going to have a lot of fired officers or charged officers. And justice again for Brianna Taylor that was murdered. Still nobody fired but not charged. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's change into the positive. So, listeners, we covered all that. Ooh, we got a good, we covered all of that. Becca Baby gave us all what's going on in Detroit, and I really appreciate you covering all of Detroit. And I'm learning something, too, and I hope the listeners have learned. And you taught me something about defunded, defunding and defunded as well. It's not just cut, 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 and you receive nothing. So I'm glad you said that, please. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk. Okay, so music, I'm going to ask your opinion about our, an R&B artist. So August Alessina was he's been in the news. He recently Yes, he uh, has. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> I love August Alessina. I feel bad for him. He has had a lot of health issues and he's been through a lot. Now he came out recently and said he's been having an affair. He had an affair with Jada Pinkett Smith. And he said uh -huh. that Will Smith gave him his blessing that go ahead, you know, take my wife and everything. What are your thoughts about that? I know you can't give too much. But what were your thoughts when you heard about that? Um, I just kind of shrugged it off because, like, you know, everybody's always in celebrities business and I don't pay it any attention because, like, it's just their life, like, let them live their lives. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my real thoughts on the issue are that, you know, if Jada wants to have an affair, like, I think the, the, the funny part of it is that Will gave his blessing. Like, as long as Will and Jada are in agreement, then I guess it doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter to anybody else. <laughs> That's true, but why is the media making such a big frenzy about it? Because, you know, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are the power couple. The power couple of swingers, too, but I'll keep my mouth shut on that. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, why, are the, why is the media making a, a, such a big deal about this? I just think it's juicy, you know, and people love Will, people love Jada, people love August. I mean, they're all likable people. August is one of, I mean, I love him. He's one of my favorite musicians, um, you know, and Will Smith is kind of like the, the America's sweetheart type actor. So I just think it's juicy right now. And I think, you know, people need something to read about other than race and Corona in America right now. So I think a lot of people are paying attention to this. And, of course, you know, affairs are something that happens in real life. It happens in life on TV. It happens in everyone's life. And so people kind of think they're teasing to it and, and, you know, get nosy. I mean, I do feel bad for, in my opinion, I do feel bad for August Salasina. But, however, August, if this is true, let's say I'm on August's side. But August, you have to okay. know you would get hurt because no married person is going to leave their family nest and their career for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though August has yeah. a career, but August's singles haven't really been doing well. And like I said earlier, he's been battling with a lot of substance and sickness and everything he's been battling with. But 
August. My thing, though, is I do feel bad for August, but at the same time, you have to know that this was just a fling. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you know, Jada and Will are like that iconic couple that are just like, you feel like they're always going to be together. So I just, you know, they have a family, they have a, a successful, you know, kind of like an empire, you know, what they got going on. And I just think, um, you know, August should know that it, it was what it was and, and he shouldn't have had, you know, more expectations of it unless maybe he was let to believe that there was going to be. I don't know. Do you think he should have made it public or do you think he probably should have just kept it to himself? And is he going to still be relevant? Let's say if he tries to come up with new music, is he done or do you think it's over for him? I don't think he's done. I think maybe people will listen more now that this happened. But honestly, for me, like, let's say for me as an artist, if something like this happened to me, my best friend might know about it. My mom might know about it. But what I would do is put this into my, my next album. Yeah. It would be all in there. I wouldn't even have to say a name. But but it, it'd all be there. I bet you you would, you would hear it. So that's what, if, if I were him, he should have made some music about it. Because when I'm hurt, when I'm going through something like that, you know, that's, that's what makes the best songs for me. Yeah, August, why didn't you make music about it? He should have made music yeah, about it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you should have made music. August should have wasn't smart. He should have made music about it, then made it public. And then I tell you, it would spike. His sales would spike for that single. Oh, exactly. that would probably be Because people would have had to listen to it to get the story. Exactly. But when you start talking about it before, I'm just worried he still might be blackballed because Will Smith... You know, for the sake of this podcast, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I tell (laughs) you, I might not be around if I really say what I need to say about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I may not be around. So I'm just going to leave that there. As We always open a can of worms, Donovan, every time I I talk to you. I know. <laughs> but it's a good can of worms, though. It's a good can of worms. And for listeners that are listening globally, it's it's fun and jokes. So don't, what do you call it? Anybody run and say, I said this. I don't know these people either, but these are artists. We got to get their opinion. And Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith are the hot topic right now. What's talking of what's going on? I mean, as again, I said, August should have written the song about it, then opened up first. But I think he's going to be done because Will Smith just might really blackball them now. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And Will Smith, by the way, did deny it and say, no, I did not give him the blessing, which, you know, again, I have to be careful what I say. I don't believe Will Smith, but it is what it is. What do you want to say to your fans that support you, love you, and they've been on this journey with you, with your music? And I know you've got much more music on the way. What do you have to say to them right now? Oh, I just, I'm just overwhelmed lately by everything, by the support, by the shares, the follows, the comments, just, you know, listening and, you know, sharing it with everybody and just, like, texting me here and there and just saying how proud they are of me or, or even strangers, just that, you know, that, that they're listening and that they appreciate how hard I'm working. And I put out a lot of content, content and I feel like I've been putting in a lot of work 
more than, you know, some artists that just start talk. I've really been, like, putting work out to show, like, this is what I'm doing, and, and I am, like, improving, and I am, you know, getting into my own style. So I'm just so appreciative and, and so thankful, and, um, you know, like, I'm I'm real. Like, I respond to my fans. I talk to them. I, I support them, and I, you know, I encourage people to reach out to me, and if you want to work with me, please reach out to me because I love collaborations, and I'm just, I'm just so thankful, Donovan. Like, all the response and, and all the support has just been, like, really overwhelming the past year and especially the past, like, three months since this last album dropped, and, and I have a bunch of videos that just dropped, and it's just been great. Do you want to throw out your platforms in case listeners want to get to know you? They want to see who is this Becca baby Donovan's talking about? Yes, um, Instagram, um, Becca Baby Music, and my name's spelled B-E-K-A-H, so you can Becca Baby Music pretty much at everything. My website's the same, www.beccababymusic.com. Um, I'm Becca Baby Music on Facebook. Um, I just finally got a Twitter because of you, so I need to get yes. that together. <laughs> you need to throw <laughs> and my your YouTube. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But basically, Becca Baby Music on anything, and you can get to me. Um, and all my music, all my albums are on all platforms and, you know, everything. So I encourage you to hit me up, listen to me, and, um, you know, message me if you want to work together, too. I, I love working with people from all over. I work with people, you know, all over the world, all over the country. So um, don't hesitate. Drake, holla. Drake, if you listen, if any. Yeah, YouTube, Drake, come on, where you at? <laughs> I, oh, Drake, holla. And she's on Twitter now. And listeners, I got her on Twitter. And I have a Twitter too. Yeah. So we, I told her, I said, you need to be on Twitter. If you want your music out there more, go on Twitter. And even me, as a radio personality, I was told I need to be on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter, by the way. Donovan LaCroxy and me and her picture are together. So that's that's what you got. I put your picture on my Twitter. So you and I are together on that Twitter picture. <laughs> I'm honored. I need to get some pictures up there. I'm gonna put us up there too. And I, I need know. to get yeah. So I, I was like overwhelmed with all my social media, but now I have some help. Um, I have a couple people, you know, working on some of my different social media platforms. So um, things are getting easier for me because. I'm just, like, not the best with technology, I'm going to be honest. Me too. Me too. But you know what? You're helping me. I'm helping you. And listeners, I think we got through to Becca, baby. I think she might want to come back on, on this show again. We'll call her again and, you know, we'll talk. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. And I can't wait. Like, hopefully, you know, sooner than later, we can do an in-person interview. Um, I can't wait to come back to Toronto. But... I would love to be on your podcast again and just let me know. I'm always here. Oh, definitely, definitely. And she did, uh, listeners, I mentioned in the beginning, a radio station I'm at. She came to Toronto. It was beautiful. The conversation was beautiful. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out to the many men and women who live in Detroit from Toronto. I just love you guys. And you guys are good people. There are positives about Detroit, listeners, okay? Yes, there are. Thank you. All right, all right. And that's going to do it for episode 17, published July 3rd, 2020. I was almost about to say 2017. I kind of wish it was 2017. <laughs> but again, I really want to thank Becca Baby. And that is it for episode 17. Again, thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>